Welcome back, friends. Today we'll hear Malcolm Geith's poem, I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life, based upon Jesus' words in John 14. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get a recording from Malcolm this week, but instead we have our very own Melanie Bailey, whom I could listen to read the phone book, and I would be happy. Melanie has kindly agreed to read our poem for us this week. So thank you, Melanie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wherever someone knows that they are lost and cries for help to find the way back home and turns towards their father's house at last, you are their way before they know your name. Wherever someone searches for the truth and tests each easy answer in its turn, stressing the question, pressing to the pith, you are the truth they cannot yet discern. Wherever someone sorrows over death, yet seems to glimpse the gate beyond the grave. The living spirit in the dying breath. You are the life within the life they love. You come to us before we ask or pray, till you become our life, our truth, our way. absolutely love this poem. It might be my favorite of the collection so far. And it's the image of God acting before we ask or pray, what theologians get paid to call prevenient grace, but what Malcolm simply paints a glorious picture of in this poem. When I was first presented with the gospel, the sense that I was left with, whether it was ever explicitly shared like this or not, I don't know, but the sense that I was left with was that everyone who didn't know Jesus was completely lost and in utter darkness and without any hope in the world, and therefore it was up to me to go and do something, up to me to go and save them. Like I said, I don't know if the gospel was ever actually presented to me like that or not, but that was the sense that I had. And the trouble was that I was left with this unbelievable pressure, this, this weight that I was feeling to go and share and save all these people that I cared so deeply about. And it's certainly good to go and share the good news of Jesus, and it's certainly good to have a heart to love and serve those around you, but I carried this like this heavy weight upon my own shoulders, as if I had to go and save people, and all the pressure was on me. The 
The gift of this poem is the recognition that God is at work always and before us. Whenever someone knows that they are lost, the poem says, and cries for help to find the way back home and turns towards their father's house at last, you are their way before they know your name. God's already working. He's already made the way. He has already been placing the longing for himself within their hearts. As Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. We are longing for home before we even know it exists. And the way has been made in Jesus. Whenever someone searches for the truth and tests each easy answer in its turn, stressing the question, pressing to the pith. You are the truth they cannot yet discern. When people are longing for the truth, when they aren't settling for easy answers, when they are pressing the questions and scratching below the surface, it's God that they're searching for. It's him who is the truth, Jesus Christ the righteous. This longing has been placed in people's hearts before they even know that it's God that they're searching for. Whenever someone sorrows over death, it seems to glimpse the gate beyond the grave, the living spirit in the dying breath. You are the life within the life they love. Whenever someone glimpses the glory and beauty of life, even in a dying breath, and senses that there's more, they are sensing him who is the source of all life, who has breathed all creation into existence and gives life and breath and everything else to all that is. They are sensing the presence of God in those moments. You come to us before we ask or pray, the poem ends. Do you become our life, our truth, our way? Malcolm is reminding us that God is always in the process of revealing himself. Always in the process of working, always in the process of making all things new, always drawing all people unto himself. When I, Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people unto myself. Jesus has been lifted up on the wood of the cross, bringing salvation to the whole world, and he is in the process of drawing all people unto himself. Now, none of this means that we have no part in God's saving work. God has entrusted us with the gospel of Jesus Christ and commissioned us to go into all the world and proclaim the life-giving good news of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. But the gift is that this is not solely our task to perform. Jesus goes before us into all the world, calling all people unto himself, both in the inner longings of their own hearts and in their outer experiences of joy and beauty and transcendence. Our job, more than anything else, is to simply be tour guides or fellow pilgrims along the way, pointing to the works of God and helping people interpret the grace of God at work in their own lives. There's no pressure to have all the answers. There's no burden to do it all by ourselves. We are simply watching and waiting to see the unique ways in which God is revealing himself to us and to the people around us and helping them interpret the rhythms of God's grace in their own lives.
If you're like me and you've ever felt that unhealthy weight or pressure of feeling like salvation rests upon your own shoulders, I would invite you to just take a few deep breaths and to reflect upon God's constant and consistent work in your life and in the lives of those around you as well. But like any good tour guide, you've got to know the city that you're inviting people to see and experience. You have to know the stories and the history and the architecture. How might God be calling you to explore the country of his salvation more and more today? How might he be calling you to recognize the rhythms of his grace in your own life that you may then be able to help others see and experience it in their lives as well? Maybe you want to take a few minutes and think back over your own life and see how Jesus has always been there as the way leading you home. How he has always been there as the truth calling you deeper. How he has always been there as the life calling you to fullness and joy. Now take a minute and consider how God is continuing to do that in your life right now, even at this very moment. How is God revealing himself to you as the way, the truth, and the life? And finally, think about some of the other people in your life and how God is inviting you to be a tour guide and fellow pilgrim along the way, helping others recognize the rhythms of God's grace in their own lives. Now let's listen to Melanie recite Malcolm's poem one last time. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wherever someone knows that they are lost and cries for help to find the way back home and turns towards their father's house at last, 
You are their way before they know your name. Wherever someone searches for the truth and tests each easy answer in its turn, stressing the question, pressing to the pith, you are the truth they cannot yet discern. Wherever someone sorrows over death, yet seems to glimpse the gate beyond the grave, the living spirit in the dying breath, you are the life within the life they love. You come to us before we ask or pray, till you become our life, our truth, our way.